जय राधाधव कुंज गोपी जान बाला गिरिवारदारी यशोदानंदना व्रजजनरंजना जमुना तीरवनचारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैता गदाधर Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Prabhupada 
Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Jaya Prabhupada, Prabhupada. Prabhupada, Jaya Jaya Prabhupada. Jam Vishupad, Brahmamsa Parijakachai, Asto, Darsha, the Shishimat, Abhaychanar, Vinda Bhaktivedanta, Samishra Bhopad, Jam Vishupad, Brahmamsa Parijakachai, Asto, Darsha, the Shishimat, Bhakti Siddhanta, Saraswati Thakur, Shri Bhopad, Grantharaj, Shimat Bhagavatam, Kijai. So, reading from Seventh Canto. Fifth chapter, Pralat, the saintly son of Hiranyakashipu, verse 33. Iti uktvo paratpratam putram. Iti uktvo paratam putram. Hiranyakashipurusha. Hiranyakashipurusha Andikritatma Swotsangan Andikritatma Swotsangan Nirasyata Mahitale Nirasyata Mahitale Iti uktvo paratam putram Hiranyakashipurusha Andikritatma svotsangan Nirasyata mahitale
इति speaking upata uparatam stopped putram the sun hiranyakashipu hiranyakashipu rusha with great anger andikrita atma made blind to self realization swa utsangat from his lap Nirasyata, true, Mahitale, upon the ground. Translation and purport, Vice Divine Grace, Sri Prabhupada. Translation, after Prahlad Maharaj had spoken in this way and become silent, Hiranyakashipu, blinded by anger, threw him off his lap and onto the ground. So there's no purport, so we'll read two more verses. Text 34, translation, indignant and angry, his reddish eyes like molten copper, Hiranyakashipu said to his servants, O demons, take this boy away from me. He deserves to be killed. Kill him as soon as possible. Text 35, this boy, Prahlad, is the killer of my brother, for he has given up his family to engage in the devotional service of the enemy, Lord Vishnu, like a menial servant. Purport. Hiranyakashipu considered his son, Prahlad Maharaj, to be the killer of his brother because Prahlad Maharaj was engaged in the devotional service of Lord Vishnu. In other words, Prahlad Maharaj would be elevated to Sarupya liberation, and in that sense, he resembled Lord Vishnu. Therefore, Pallad was to be killed by Hiranyakashipu. Devotees, Vaishnavas attained the liberations of Sarupya, Salokya, Sarishti, and Samipya. Whereas the Mayavadis are supposed to attain the liberation known as Sayujya. Sayujya Mukti, however, is not very secure. Whereas Sarupya Mukti, Salokya Mukti, Sarishti Mukti, and Samipya Mukti are most certain. Although the servants of Lord Vishnu, Narayan, in the Vaikuntha planets are equally situated with the Lord, the devotees there know very well that the Lord is the master, whereas they are servants. Omagyana Timirandasya. Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shrivasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna. <clears throat> so that's the conclusion to Prahlad Maharaj's powerful presentation of Bhakti Yoga. And um, the conclusion is uh, 
is uh, quite radical. So, um, Hiranyakashipu is, is very furious hearing the presentation of Prahlad Maharaj and is ready to kill. You know? So, um, actually, that, that could be the re response a lot of time when we gave our presentation of Krishna Consciousness to the non-devotees, is sometimes they get really upset. And um, their response to our presentation, um, you know, in terms of the fury, would depend on how much they are materially attached. So, if they're somewhere between, if they're looking for something spiritual, and, um, and we give them this knowledge, then they become somewhat inquisitive or attracted. If they're a little bit attached, then maybe they say, oh, no, no, maybe I'll do a little bit later. But if they're very attached, then they become very angry. And they actually try to, you know, repel and, and really try to hit back. Um, because they feel their sense gratification in danger. You know, someone is trying to speak some knowledge which will hamper their enjoyment and, um, and their glory because now there's someone else who is better than them and no one likes to be, no one likes to have anyone better than them. So then they, 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 they feel they're losing their position. So therefore they get angry. And Hiranyakashipu, the greatest of all the materialists, has become very angry to the point where he's ready to kill his own son. Um, and that's, it's very tragic and very dramatic because no one kills the child. Even, you know, sometimes they, they don't turn out to be so good. And still you tolerate, the parents are very tolerant. A lot of time parents expect the children to do something and the children don't follow that. You know, what you do, you tolerate. But here Hiranyakashipu is so angered and you can see his anger here in the reddish eyes like molten copper very upset and he's saying how dare you speak like this and how dare you join the camp of the enemies so therefore you deserve to be killed right now and um, and he throws him he lifts him up and he throws him onto the ground and instructs his servants to kill him immediately <clears throat> so, very, very tragic. And, uh, and here Prabhupada explains in the purport that Hiranyakashipu considered his son Prahlad Maharaj to be the killer of his brother. So, although, of course, Prahlad Maharaj did not kill Hiranyaksha, it was one of the incarnations of Krishna or Vishnu. Here, um, um, Varahade killed Hiranyaksha, but he can see, you know, that Prahlad Maharaj has joined the allies with Varade, with Krishna, with Vishnu, and so now they're all my enemies, and they're all equally responsible in killing my brother. And so therefore, he also deserves to be killed, just like Lord Vishnu. And, um, and he's, um, he's very determined now that that enough is enough. So he tried to teach Prahlad Maharaj. He gave him one or two chances. You know, no, no, no. What you're learning is not in the right direction. You know, you're learning about devotion service. Not good. 
try again. You know, your teachers will teach you properly. He got the teachers, so make sure you teach them properly. But then after this, after a couple of tries, few tries, and then now he's, he's given up. He said, no, that's enough. And, uh, and we can see how Prabhupada is explaining that Prahlad Maharaj is on his way to become elevated to the point of Sarupya liberation. Sarupya liberation means becoming equal in same form, equal appearance, same form. So there are five kinds of liberation that Prabhupada mentions in the purport. What's the lowest one to start with? Who knows? Sayujya, then one above, and then all of them, all of the above ones. Sarupya, we discussed that. Samipya, Salokya, Saristi, Saristi. So, Sayujya means becoming one with the Lord. It's an impersonal liberation. Uh, Samipya, Samipya means having the association of the Lord, being directly in association with the Lord. Sarupya is having the same rupa, same form as the Lord. Uh, and Sarishti means having the same opulences as the Lord. And Salokya means going into one of those abodes and being in the same planet with the Lord. So the devotees, devotees only considered four to be the liberation, four of them. They don't consider Sayuja to be liberation because um, Sayuja is where you lose your identity and there is no real devotional service. So for devotees, we are not so much concerned about liberation in one sense, but even if we do get the liberation, then we definitely don't want the Sayuja where we can't engage in the devotional service because um, we hear even in the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's prayer in Shikshashtaka, that we are happy to come again and again, as long as we can keep engaged in the devotional service. But what's the point of getting liberation if you can't engage in the devotional service? So although it frees us from all the material um, problems, it's still not good enough, because it doesn't give us the devotional service. Um, and, the, and the very good example is given is that a lot of time, say, People in this world may be going through a lot of problems. And so when you tell them that there is, you can get a situation, you can get a position where you will not have any problems, it's very attractive because, you know, after I'll be done with all the problems, no more birth, death, old age, disease, no one getting sick. Um, a lot of devotees are getting sick at the moment. <laughs> They're sick of getting sick. <laughs> Too many sicknesses going around. And says, okay, no more sickness, no more body pains, no more back pains, no more headaches, um, no more problems with the friends and the family. I can just be peaceful. So it can be attractive, but for some time. But after a while, okay, there's no problem, but then what do you do now? You know, there's no real engagement, no real higher engagement. So after a while, you get tired. And, um, and so that's why Prabhupada is explaining here 
that mayavadi is supposed to attain the liberation known as sayujya sayujya mukti however is not very secure because we can see for our personal example that we <clears throat> if we can if someone can offer us a house a nice house and all we have to do is just sit there is a perfect temperature you have the aircon on which will keep you warm in the cold weathers and will keep you cool in the in the warm weathers and uh, all the food will be provided you have a nice cushion that you can sit on and what you have to do nothing just sit there <laughs> just sit in that comfortable couch or cushion and that's it <laughs> so okay that's good i'm getting the nice food the temperature is good i have no anxiety no trouble you can sit there for some time but after a while you would say you know come on let me do something so actually they did there was this nice research done by the scientists and um, the the psychologists and what they did was they 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 created this room a space and they put the subjects the the people they experimenting with and they put them there and they said okay you can just sit here for whatever one hour two hours whatever just sit there you don't have to do anything uh and it's all safe here um but then they said mentioned that the point out at one particular socket and they said but if you touch the socket you get this mild shock so maybe you can avoid that otherwise you can just do whatever and guess what everyone did <laughs> they all went and touched one time just to do something you know I, even if i get a shock it's fine you know at least like what do i do for 2 hours you know i don't have my mobile phone i don't have anyone to talk to i don't have anything to do let's get shocked at least get something so you can see that even for 2 hours if you have to sit it's not very easy so you have to sit for months and years and decades and centuries just sit there it'll be quite boring after some time so that's why it is said that sometimes the living entities they're sitting there for so long finally they say no the need for action or activities or relationship is so strong that they actually decide to come back so that's why propad also explains many times in the purports that they say great mayavadis or great scholars who have understood that this material life and this material activities are actually completely useless and they become somewhat transcendental to all the material activities uh, and liberated they still end up taking on material life in terms of you know doing some good philanthropy you know opening the schools or hospitals um or doing some kind of uh, charity so in that way they somehow again come back to doing the same material activities because just the impersonal liberation has no pleasure in itself the real happiness is in the relationship is in the activities um for a higher purpose so that's why propad explains that the other four liberations which are directly in relationship with the supreme they are actually very satisfying they will pleasurable and so that's what the devotees are aspiring for um <clears throat> now it's very classic it's very interesting that 
that Hiranyakashipu is um, giving a very strong response to Prahlad Maharaj in his practice. And um, some of us may also have that experience to small or larger extent, that when we take up to Krishna consciousness, and in that budding enthusiasm, initial enthusiasm, we want to preach to our friends and family. And we want to tell them how good Krishna consciousness is. Um, and a lot of time it's not very well received. And, um, and sometimes our friends or family, they become very upset. And say, what have you learned this? Where have you learned all this from? Who is teaching you all this, you know? Come on, be practical. This is material world. And so you have to engage in material activities. <laughs> it's not a spiritual world, so you can't be doing spiritual things here. You have to be real. And so they expect us to continue the family tradition of um, working. You know, you have your father, your grandfather, your great-grandfather, and we've all been doing business, you know. And we've been very successful. Look at what we have achieved. So we want to do the, do the same thing. <clears throat> Friends, you know, they oh, we studied together. Now how can you take this different path? You know, this is not good. We have to be very ambitious um, in our material careers, in our life. How can you do this? You know, come on. And they somehow try to pull you out of that. They somehow try to save you <laughs> from the devotee association. Um, <clears throat> and um, it was interesting because, you know, my, one of the, the challenges that my parents had when they started taking up to Krishna consciousness was that what about the family members and what about our society because um, they are going to be furious they're actually going to be very upset when when they find out so they were they were secretly they were chanting they're chanting 16 rounds they're practicing everything but now it time comes for initiation you know and once the initiation then things will change and it will not be the same again. So they were very scared, they were afraid of it. And uh, that time they spoke to the spiritual master and, uh, and one of the things that um, Maharaj was explaining was that is that the society in general is never geared towards spirituality. The society and family and friends and relatives, they will always be geared toward materialism. So he said, if you're going to follow and try to satisfy them, then you will never be able to take up spiritual life. So therefore, <clears throat> you have to make a call and you have to choose Krishna consciousness for your benefit. And then Krishna will protect. So you do that. And so anyway, they did that. There was a big opposition and and and, but anyway, the life continues and chanting continues. So we know in our, in our attempt for, for outreach, for preaching, for doing Harinams, doing book distribution, there's a lot of oppositions. Um, the few, few lecture, um, I think few sessions, uh, few Bhagavatam classes before when Anirudpa was mentioning that his first Harinam when he went out and you know, someone would come and punch. <laughs> and that was like a, a daily tradition that every time someone would come and smash one devotee down. And what are you supposed to do? You get back up and you start chanting again. <laughs> so, in book distribution, we have a lot of opposition. 
Actually, it was interesting, this marathon, when we went out for book distribution, there was, uh, on the first day is when I got caught by the police, and uh, then there was, then we had to look, after, look out for the police, the council, the security, the undercover police, the camera, you know, <laughs> the crazy people roaming around in the shop, soup, soup, uh, shopping malls. And, and so you have to watch out for everything, you know, and it, even one of them, you know, one of the lights go off and then bam, that's it. Then you, you, you have to finish for the day because you can't distribute, you know. They will catch you and they'll ask you to leave or they'll say, look, you cannot do this. So there's a lot of opposition. <clears throat> but, and of course, you know, even here you can see Prahlad Maharaj, when he was giving his presentation, very strong, very clear presentation, no holding back. But then when he gave that, and it's not that he was naive in thinking that, you know, that he would be fine. No, he knew that Hirinikashipu, his father will be upset, and he can, you know, there could be some strong repercussions, but you know, this is what he was, and this is what he was practicing, and he was truthful. And so he was ready to take on the challenge. So, we, we, we know many great examples where these devotees were practicing Krishna consciousness, and we know example of Haridas Thakur, who was uh, practicing, and, and he had to, you know, the, the Nawab Hussain, he, 72 marketplaces, he sent him to get beaten, Jesus Christ. So many, we have many examples, Prabhupada gives in the, in the Bhagavad Gita also. So all these examples, we see how there were strong repercussions, but that did not mean that they, they stopped their outreach activities. They actually did not. They, they were always determined because there are a lot of conditioned souls and they need help. So as devotees, they're always determined to share this knowledge and, um, and really help them to, to come to a higher platform, to come to the platform of understanding that they are actually not this body, that the spirit souls, and um, that there is no pleasure, there is no real happiness on the material platform. Um, and, um, and until they come to the point of Krishna consciousness, they really don't have any point of reference of what real happiness is. So, as devotees, we want to share that, and uh, we are always ready to take on the challenges. So, we are not, we are not going to shy away from it. So, you know, even when we, when we are on the book distribution, when we try to stop people, and we say, excuse me, and they just, they just wave you off. You know, why you disturb me? You know, I'm fine. I've got everything I need. I'm happy. But then, um, but then we can ask them, if you're happy, then why are you so upset? <laughs> why do you get so disturbed uh, when, when you're approached for these books or, or um, holy name? But <clears throat> somehow they're always <clears throat> trying to <clears throat> mask themselves and trying to stay away from any real knowledge. But, but as devotees, we don't um, hold ourselves back from sharing this knowledge. The next thing in the purport, Prabhupada explains here, 
that although the servants of Lord Vishnu, Narayan, in the Vaikuntha planets are equally situated with the Lord, <coughs> the devotees there know very well that the Lord is the master, whereas they are the servants. And, um, and so this, this is really, uh, Savior Bhagavan Prabhu was giving class a few days ago, and he was mentioning that, that as, the devo as devotees, especially the devotees who are trying to outreach, the devotees who are trying to uh, bring this Krishna consciousness to the people, they have that mood of servitude and friendship with the Lord, where we are trying to spread Lord's glories, because we like it. We like how amazing Krishna consciousness is, and we are trying to bring it to others. And, um, and just like how happy we are in, um, in the kirtans, in the uh, prasadam, when we have prasadam, when we have nice association and friendship of devotees, and we see how it's so satisfying. So we want to then take that to others and to new people, uh, or people who don't know anything about it, and so we want to introduce them to it. Um, and so when we're trying to bring that, that's actually an expression of, of, of servitude, or it's an expression of friendship with the Lord, because we are sharing His glories to the people. It's just like if you have a very nice friend, <clears throat> then you want to tell others about him or her. You know that he's a person is actually really nice. Um, and if someone speaks anything ag against your very good friend, you will say, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. I know him. He's not like that. He's like this. Okay, he might appear to be like that. He might appear to be very strong, but actually, no, he's very gentle. Is very gentle. If you just have some friendship with him, you'll know him very well. So the devotees are doing the same work. You know, when people have so many misconceptions about Krishna, the devotees are trying to remove all those misconceptions, obstacles, and somehow trying to bring them closer to Krishna. So that's the mood. That's the mood of all the devotees, even in the spiritual world. Is that is that they all want to serve Krishna. Um, and we can see that, and, and it's, Prabhupada is explaining that although they have all different kinds of muktis, liberations, uh, although they might have all different kinds of rasa with Krishna, could be in the mood of servitude, but could also be in the mood of friendship, parenthood, or conjugal relationship. In all this relationship, actually the, the, the underlying mood is service. Uh, we can see how the friends of Krishna, they are, um, they are always eager to see what will make Krishna happy. So sometimes they, they know that, oh, this is maybe the time Krishna should be hungry around now. And so they say, oh, Krishna, we are hungry. Let's sit together. Let's eat something. Because they think Krishna will be hungry now. So it's, oh, we are all hungry. Let's sit. Let's eat something. But then... When they all sit down, the first thing they do is they pull out their lunch boxes and they first offer it to Krishna. Krishna, look this. My mom made this for you. Please take. And once Krishna eats it, then they eat. So that that's attitude of service to please Krishna is always there. Even though they're friends, even though they fight with Krishna, um, they're always trying to see how Krishna can be pleased. Um, even, as the, even as the parents of Krishna. The mood is the same, is the service, is that they really want to serve. They, they, parents, Yashoda Mai, Nanda Maharaj, they're concerned that 
Krishna, come on, today is your birthday, you know, come on, come home, get clean, wear good clothes, you know, otherwise it looks so bad. So please come, uh, we need to clean you up, we need to feed you, um, because if you don't eat, then you'll become, you'll be hungry. So that's not good. Now is the time to sleep, you should sleep now, because otherwise you'll be tired tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> so they're, they're worried, they're concerned. And we have also the highest or, or the most intimate devotees, gopis, and their concern is also the same, is that how they can dress in a way that will make Krishna happy. So in that way they're all um, always concerned about how Krishna will be happy. Uh, and in, all that, in that way, no matter who they are in the spiritual world, the mood is the same, is the mood of how can I make Krishna happy. So we can cultivate the same mood when we are here in our current condition state. Um, is in whichever condition we are, we try to um, chant with attention, we try to share this Krishna consciousness with people and uh, try to somehow encourage them according to our own capacity. We can bring them closer to Krishna and uh, in that way we can have the same attitude of service towards Krishna. So with that, I'll stop and uh, see if there are any questions or comments. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the nice class. Uh, I would like to ask, uh, how do we know if Krishna pleased with our service that we do? Or is it necessary to know that Krishna please, uh, Krishna happy with ourselves or not? To know that. Is it necessary to know that Krishna happy with our service? Oh, okay. And how do we know if Krishna right. please? Thank you. Yeah. So, the question is, how do we know if Krishna is happy with our service and is it even necessary that we worry about it? Yeah, yeah, should we? Yeah, yeah, so, um, definitely service means that we want to make sure that Krishna is happy, that if we are serving someone, we want to make sure that our service is not based on our pleasure, but it's for the pleasure of the other person. So we definitely want to ensure that. How do we know if Krishna is happy? Well, um, there is um, there are many ways to check that. One is, of course, when we are doing the service, we can ask other devotees. Um, was it okay, what I did? So we can, it's always good. I like to check with devotees when I do certain service. Okay, was it okay? Can I improve? Um, etc. And generally devotees tell you, no, no, that was good, or no, you should be doing like this, or you should not be doing like this. Okay. So in that way, Krishna can speak through devotees, uh, especially devotees who are more mature and who are more well-seasoned. So if we ask them uh, what is the right way of doing the service or what's the right attitude, then they will correct us. Another way is um, um, and, and that's, that's true a lot of times when we do the service with the best of our ability 
Um, the super soul is in the heart of all the living entities, it's right next to the soul. So when super soul is happy, the soul also feels happy. We feel, we feel satisfied in our service. When we, when we tried our best, and even if we did not really um, fully achieve or accomplish what we aimed for, the fact that we tried our best, we know um, that that was the best we could have done, and uh, it really makes us happy. So, in some ways, that's also a proof that that Krishna is happy. Um, but in in the, in the um, it still is in the beginning. It's still always good to check with the seniors and uh, and and check if if our service was right or is there anything that we can improve. So, is that okay? But did you have any? Anything else? Is that necessary to know that Krishna is satisfied now? It's good to know. It's good to know. No, as, 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 as devotees, we always want to make sure that if you are doing the service, we always want to, uh, of course, there's, there's, so there is service in different levels. Um, the you know, Bhakti Yuna Thakur explains that the service on the level of fear, that oh you know if I don't serve then I'll go to hell, I'll suffer, you know I'll the devotee community will think you know I'm I'm what kind of a devotee I'm I'm not doing any service so that's one kind of way of service. Better than that is serving as a duty. You know okay I'm supposed to do this. I'm a devotee. I'm. I've been practicing for so many years, or so I'm initiated, okay, I have to do the service, okay, I have to do that, then I have to do that, okay, I'll do that. And you just do that because you are expected to do that. And on the highest level of service is when you're serving out of love for the other person. So when, when, when you're trying to love and when you're trying to do that service out of real love for the other person, then you're really concerned if that person is happy with your service. So you, and that's always a concern for a devotee, that when I'm doing the service, I don't want to just get it done with and get out, but rather I want to do the service in the best possible way and to really make sure that Krishna is pleased because that's our, that's our uh, measurement, our barometer, to know how much Krishna was pleased with the service and can, how can I improve because if you, otherwise, we don't have any measurement, how can we improve the next time? So, it's always good to, good to check. Uh, yeah, but of course, we don't get too mental about it. Oh, Krishna is pleased or no, Krishna is pleased or no, and then, and then get hung up there and not be able to move on and do the next service. So, yeah, so, <clears throat> so we can verify, we can check with the devotees and we can move on. Yeah. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji, I'd like to ask what is the difference between Salokya Mukti and uh, the devotees going back home, back to Godhead? So if they, if they are living on the same planet, will they not serve the way they do when they live in Goloka? So devotees receive all the liberations. So <clears throat> we'll be in the same planet <clears throat> with the Lord. We'll have the same as, as devotees. Devotees have the same opulences as the Lord, um, and they're all serving the Lord. So, generally, these uh, these liberations generally can refer 
to the liberations of the Vaikuntha planets. So, whereas in the Goloka planet, it's different. But um, these planets are usually because Krishna has a lot of opulences in all these planets, in Vaikuntha planets. And so therefore when the devotees go there also, they, they may attain the same opulence as the Lord. So, have the same kind of dresses, same kind of appearances, like for example, Uddhava looks exactly like um, uh, Vishnu or Krishna. Even Jai Vijay, they look quite like um, Narayan. So, in that way, um, all these different liberations are there. But in, 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 in Goloka Vrindavan, in one sense it's different. But here, yeah, if, if they're going to serve the Lord, then of course they have to be on the same planet. Um, they must have similar kind of a form, although sometimes they can be in the form of a cow from the grass. So, yeah. Samipya, they might have that intimate, close intimacy or association where they're doing the service, or they may be like the servants of the servants, or the servants of the servants of the servants. So in that way, there could be different liberations like that. Is that, that's the answer? Yeah. Yes, well. What do you mean by... Maybe just use the mic because it's for the online audience. <laughs> okay. What do you mean by the uh, devotees having the same opulences as the Lord? Hmm. So in the Vaikuntha planets, there are the different forms of the Lord. And, and, and their worship is very opulent. So Krishna is like, you know, is like a king. And, uh, and a king has many different paraphernalia, which is very, very opulent. So in terms of their dressing, in terms of their uh, jewelry, so all this, uh, like, you know, they may have like a big palace, etc. So all these opulences, and generally servants don't have those kind of opulences. But if, uh, here in this case, like Sarishti, for example, opulences means they would share the same kind of opulences with the Lord, as the Lord. So maybe they're staying with Him, or they might have similar opulences wherever they are in the planet. Okay. So also, uh, just so I can get a little bit more of a perspective on the spiritual world, like are you constantly serving Krishna, like literally constantly serving Krishna, or like you just mentioned that someone might have their own palace, so if they have their own palace, is that implying that Krishna might not be in that palace all the time? So, do, is there rest periods where you're not serving, or is it constant? You know, <laughs> asking for. Well, actually, it's not. There, there is the. You know, the devotees in the spiritual world have no. Have no real other, other, other work than to make Krishna happy, and and serve Krishna. So, <clears throat> does that mean that they're constantly massaging the feet? They're constantly like running around in the circles around Krishna. No, not necessarily. So they could be doing a lot of different activities because spiritual world has so many activities going on. But in all those activities, they're always thinking about how am I doing these to make Krishna happy? So just like we can see the example of this temple. 
in this temple, if any new person comes and he looks at all the devotees and he's wondering what are they doing, but actually what everyone is doing is they're serving Krishna. So some may be going to crossways, some may be going for Harinam, some may be going for book distribution, some may be cleaning the temple, some may be decorating the deities. So all these different activities are going on, but they're all in relation to Krishna. So what happens after the Harinam finishes? We all go and take prasadam. What happens after prasadam? Okay, well, we go and take rest because we want to be fresh the next day so we can go for the morning program. So in that way, we are always thinking about how can we serve Krishna better? So this is all devotional service. So that's the same mood in the spiritual world, just with a lot more intensity and, and, and clarity. So it, it's not that they don't get any break, it's that like, like in, you know, that they're stuck now, that they're, once you end up in the spiritual world, now you're stuck, no breaks, now you just keep serving. No, they, they serve Krishna because they like it so much. They're thinking about Krishna because they like him so much. Um, it's explained how when Krishna goes to sleep, when it's time for him to go to bed, and all the friends of his come back straight away pretty much, and they're shouting from the window, Krishna, let's go, <laughs> it's morning, let's go and herd the cows. And the Yashodama said, no, you know, Krishna's sleeping, go, you know. It's, this, is, this is only 12 o'clock, it's midnight, it is no time to go and take the cows, so go and sleep. But because they're thinking of him, they can't sleep, you know, they're like, no, but like, it's so much fun going out in the morning with Krishna, taking all the cows along, it's so much fun, it's, what is this sleep, you know, it's a waste of time. So they're thinking about Krishna, like, okay, let's go, okay, okay, let's go, one o'clock, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and Yashoda says, no, go, you know, it's one o'clock, he's sleeping, let him take rest, you know. And so somehow they will try and get in touch with Krishna, somehow they will try, okay, let's do this, let's do that, you know. So, because they like him. So it's not that they, they feel obliged to, it's not that they're duty bound, it's that they really like Krishna and that they like to serve him. So that's why they're, um, they're constantly engaging the service, because what better thing to do? Yeah. Thank you. <coughs> Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Um, I, I was just wondering, because <coughs> here in Yakeshapu, he threatened to kill Prahlad. So what was like Prahlad, what was his reaction to that? And mm. um, if we're faced with like opposition like that, what should be our reaction as well? Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, Prahlad was, in one sense, we'll, we'll read in the future verses also, um, Prahlad is very fearless. So, he's very fearless because he's very confident on the protection of the Lord. And um, he doesn't retaliate to Hiranyakashipu. That, oh, I'm, this, I'm the devotee, you know. You hit me, like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going to give you back. No, <clears throat> actually, and I was just hearing the class yesterday and the devotee was mentioning that there's devotees, we never retaliate. We never, you know, when someone comes and shouts at us or, you know, when we're out on the streets and then someone, sometimes they come and swear at us, we don't retaliate, we don't give them back. That's not the mood of the devotee. Um, but actually, and in fact, when we do that, it looks very bad. It's, it's a very bad representation um, because devotees were representing Krishna and his representatives and his movement. So uh, we don't want to retaliate, but at the same time, 
we want to avoid such circumstances as much as possible because them coming and offending us is bad on their part because it will take them away from Krishna and we don't want that for them. So we want to move away as quickly as possible. Um, sometimes it might be required that for protecting ourselves or for protecting the devotees that we sort of, you know, fight back. But that has to be done very cautiously. Um, and uh, yeah, so here in case of Prahlad Maharaj, he's very fearless. So he's, he's not disturbed. Because after all, you know, he understands that Krishna is there and he's, he's looking and he's protecting. Um, and, uh, and that should be our mood. We should be very fearless and we should be very confident in Krishna's protection. We do what is required for our protection and for their spiritual protection uh, and get out of the situation. Thank you. Yes, we'll just get the mic over. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, how can we stay from Maya? How can we stay away from Maya? By yeah. chanting Hare Krishna. <laughs> yes. By chanting Hare Krishna. So, we can chant our, our daily rounds, prescribed amount of rounds, or the minimum amount that we set for ourselves. And then during the day we can still chant. We can still chant in our mind. When we, uh, when we have some quiet space, we can chant a little bit louder so we can hear ourselves. Um, when you are going in the tram, we can still chant, maybe try and chant a little bit softly to not freak out your neighbors. But um, we can always chant, we can always associate with the devotees, we can take prasad. It's a very simple process. So in that way, if we just keep doing all these basic, very simple activities, we'll see that slowly we are moving away from what's not real. Thank you. Yeah, Hare Krishna. Yes, uh, I was reflecting about uh, preaching as an expression of friendship with Krishna based on trying to spread his glories, his form, mm -hmm. qualities, and sharing with others. Uh, but uh, what about preaching, trying to do the best for others? Uh, it would be that also friendship towards others, uh, it's just uh, other motivation, or how we can define considering that compassion it's one of the foundations for preaching as well mm. yeah nice point actually a devotee has the real compassion because he sees that um, that actually everyone is part of Krishna and so therefore we know or we should know as devotees what is really good for people, and um, although a lot of people have compassion um, for people in general and that they want to benefit others, they don't really know what to do to benefit others. And so that sometimes they give a lot of recommendations, but they're not necessarily good or helpful to the person. So we try and bring them closer to Krishna and his devotees somehow. So that doesn't mean that we can tell them straight away, to come for the program or to come and chant Hare Krishna with us. 
but that can also mean that we can encourage them to just be better people to start with. Um, that can also mean that we tell them what may be good food that they can eat. Um, so in that way, we are we are um, helping them become a better person. And and people in general can see how devotees are the best friends. I remember when I started I when I started coming along. Um, for the programs here, and I, I made friends with the devotees. And we had about seven or eight of us, very tight-knit. We were together for many years. We studied together, we lived together, we had hung out together. We did everything together for many years. And I met devotees, and in two weeks, they were better friends than, than everyone else. Um, and it took me a long time to un even understand that why do I why do I trust them more than my old friends? You know, uh, what they tell me and and what they ask me to do, I do that um, over what my friends would tell me because um, because the devotees whatever the devotees were saying they were saying to truly help me and benefit me and uh, and I could see that that was real friendship <clears throat> much more deeper than. The friendship of the material world. So, yeah. So that's why devotees are the real friends of all the living entities, and uh, and yeah, we try to help them at whatever level they can appreciate. Is that okay? You want to add something? You you nicely presented that real friendship among devotees because the motivation is to uplift each other in the how to grow in Krishna consciousness, the real world, uh, welfare. But I, I was also trying to reflect on type of friendship, devotees uh, who dedicate and preach in the glories of Krishna is more the the friendship towards Krishna. Mm -hmm. It's based on trying to please and be out of love towards them, towards him. But the friendship about us or living entities and preaching towards others, it's just the friendship based on compassion. It kind of love too, but it's different type of love as well. Just two different reference, friendship towards Krishna yeah, yeah. and friendship towards others and how that is expressed. Yeah. Isn't isn't that that's yeah that's that's a nice point. That's Re a related to preaching. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's natural natural consequence of becoming a devotee is that you become compassionate. So yeah, yeah. Thank you. One more. Krishna Prabhuji, Prabhuji, you mentioned that whenever we preach, we will get a reaction. But us as kids, when we preach to our grandparents who are not favorable to Krishna consciousness, if we preach to them about Krishna consciousness, then they preach us back by saying, no, this is not true. Yeah, you're too young to practice this and all that stuff. So I was wondering, Hiranyakashipu being a father, he didn't at least try once to preach back to his son Prahlad in a nice way. Mm -hmm. um, he was such a scholar also. So then why did he react so quickly to Prahlad Maharaj's teachings? I think in the beginning Hiranyakashipu tried to preach to Prahlad Maharaj, right? Hiranyakashipu 
Um, he said, where have you learnt all this? You know, this is not true. And he obviously told his teachers to train him properly, give him the right knowledge. And sometimes your grandparents also might tell your parents, teach you properly, <laughs> teach you the right things. Um, but then, of course, nothing else worked. Then Hiranyakashipu became very angry. Also, we had to understand that Hiranyakashipu was very, very materially attached. And so he became very upset when he saw Prahlad Maharaj was speaking exactly, you know, cutting all the material attachments and illusions. So, there was one secondly, <clears throat> and this is, the reason is given here in the purport, Prabhupada explains how Hiranyakashipu saw Prahlad Maharaj as, as one of the reasons uh, for the death of his brother, Hiranyaksha. And that's, that made him even more upset. That is you who is the cause. You know, you are, you, are the, you are in the side of the enemy. You are making the allies with the enemy, making the friendship with our enemy Vishnu. And you're becoming his servant. He said, therefore, you are also the cause of killing my brother. And so, therefore, you must also die. So, um, that was the reason why Hiranyakashipu was very strong on his reaction. Um, with grandparents, that is very hard for them to take knowledge from us. <laughs> yeah, it can be very hard. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember telling my grandmother to chant Hare Krishna. I said, yeah, yeah, I'll try, I'll try. And then she would never do it. And I'd try, tell him again, and, and they would try to preach me. But, oh, no, 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 actually what we do is, no, no, okay, you do whatever you're doing, you just chant five minutes more, you know. Oh, I'm too busy, I can't chant now. I said, Grandma, you've got nothing to do, you know. You can just sit there, you can sit and you can just chant ten minutes, you know, like you have nowhere to go. But they won't listen. Um, it's very hard to teach new tricks to old people. <laughs> so, so we don't. Uh, yeah, we can we can try and encourage them. Yeah, but it's but it's interesting that um, Hiranyakashipu got liberated not because he was a great devotee, but he got, because he was the father of a great devotee. <laughs> so. If we become great devotees, well, then our grandparents also go back to God. So it's a good preaching. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Prabhupada. Okay. Thank you very much. Granth Rashi Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Shabhapada Ki Jai.